Hey, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Girl Speaks Truth, a podcast for cool bitches on how to survive in this crazy world we live in without going a little bit cray-cray ourselves. I'm Gemma Stone, your hostess with the mostess, and today we're talking terrible dates, terrible pickup lines, terrible first dates in general, things not to do on a first date, a couple of horror stories mixed in, and how to get through the whole shit, shebang, and shaboodle and come out on the other side smiling, or at least kind of smiling. Let's get to it. Bye to the haters, they all want to stay basic. You winning everything you do, that's why they hate it. They know that you the queen beat and a boss bitch. If you want a losing team, go ahead, make the switch. Don't act broke, I'll be a floozy. Stay tight and make sure you get what you want out of life. Girl Speaks Truth with Jimma Stone. Okay, you guys. So enough with the cheap pickup line dudes already. Enough already, guys. Come on, cut it out. Does every guy think he's an actor these days? Men will literally say anything to get a woman's attention at first. Am I right or am I right? As we females know, dudes are basically retarded most of the time, as some of their go-to pickup lines at bars or other social event gatherings, whatever, illustrate. To prove my point, let's do a quick little run-through of a list of the most classic, shittiest pickup lines they use, and how to turn them down. Bye, bitches. Bye-bye, Johnny. Okay, starting off the top worst pickup line countdown. I must be in heaven because you're an angel. For some reason, this line works on women occasionally, still to this day. I guess maybe it's something about being called an angel that turns women into bumbling suckasses. Literally. Ew. If you're a cool bitch, though, this line's sheer cliche factor should turn you the F off. Don't let him feed you some cheesy-ass line he read in some Harlequin novel or in a PDF on how to pick up women, sweetie. He's not looking for an angel. He's looking to get laid. Tell him that he obviously isn't in heaven, and it definitely doesn't look like he's headed that way either. Unless he heads to the bar and pays your tab. Stat. Next, what do you do for a living besides look sexy? This one is so dumb. Not worth your time, my time, anybody's time. I can promise you that. All you have to do is respond with something snottily sarcastic like, oh, well, mainly I just come here alone so I can sleep with different guys every night of the week. Or hit him with your best RBF face and an are you fucking serious? Or the even colder, just please go away. Go away, bitch. Next up on our cheesiest, classy, cla- not classy, classic pickup lines, horrible pickup lines. Have we met before? Or something along the lines of, I've seen you a couple times now, haven't I? When a guy truly has nothing to say and zero imagination and creativity, some generic question in a desperate attempt to link the two of you will be his intro line. Just reply in a deadpan. No, but maybe you know me through Roger, my boyfriend. Why? Did you need something? I don't need pickup lines, baby. This is sometimes a reply to a bad reaction on your end to their initial pickup line. If they use this line, I don't need pickup lines, that makes them O for two. And this ain't baseball, guys. Two strikes and you're out in this game. If you're lucky. Sometimes it's just one and done. You can say back... 
I don't need pickup lines either, baby. And then you smile sweetly at them and sashay your little ass away. My wife just left me or my girlfriend cheated and took everything. Blah, blah, blah. Or some other fucking sob story. Sad, lame, and lacks originality, folks. And unfortunately, it happens way too often. If you're feeling saucy, just say, well, she must have had a good reason and be done with it. Bye, Felicia. See ya. Next, you must be tired because you've been running through my dreams. This is the most overused bullshit pickup line of them all. Girlfriend, and you have every right to respond, get away from me now. Another side note when it comes to first topics of conversation with guys, if the first topic is career-related, fuck that shit. You're not a damn career counselor. Check, please. Get used to hearing that phrase because on terrible dates and normally just in dating in general, it's going to be said a lot. So changing, veering off into a different kind of area of first dates and dating is what happens if you actually find a guy who doesn't use a cheesy pickup line or you kind of can tolerate or whatever you meet online and they don't get a chance to use one on you. Maybe they are a dud, you just haven't realized it yet. Whatever the case may be, what happens when it's time for you to get ready for your date? Do you have a pre-date ritual? Obviously, you want to show up looking fly as hell and looking like you put some thought, but not too much thought into your look. If you're going to bother with going out on a date in the first place, you might as well take the time to look damn good on it. Hello. So what do you do to prepare? First of all, let's get this out of the way. Clean your vagina, ladies. Sorry, but it's the truth. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to shave it off. Wink. Bringing me to my next point, make sure you have shaved or waxed or whatever your damn hoo-ha. Mandatory pre-bush whacking needs to be part of your ritual before first dates. I repeat, must. And the UST, I wish I had the money to send all of my listeners and every woman in the world that's single, for, for that matter, a gift card to European Wax Center because that shit's amazing and saves you so much heartache and time with a damn razor. But I can't. So just go on your own or pick up a damn razor and whack your bush. Yeah, sure, you might not get to the part of the date where that will even be an issue down there, but you should always be prepped just in case. Plus, it just makes you feel better about yourself. You feel sexier in general, and it's going to exude through your pores. You'll regret it if you decide to drop trowel and it's a hot mess down there. Okay, but let's get our heads out of the gutter for a sec and focus on more important pre-date rituals like psyching yourself up. You pick how you do it you know what works best for you. So pour yourself a drink, not more than two ladies, or go on an eight mile run like Eminem, meditate quietly, have a cigarette, do all the above. I don't care. Just get your head on straight, bitches. Shopping for a new outfit, side note, always helps too. Always love a good excuse slash reason to get a new outfit and shop. Although it can get kind of pricey and not very budget friendly. Bottom line, do something that makes you happy before your date, loosens you up a little, puts a little sparkle in your eye, twinkle in your eye, whatever. Because if you don't feel good, you don't look good, you don't act good, your date does not go good, whether you want it to or not. Three hours of hair and makeup later, 
along with some strategic outfit planning, and you're good to go. Woohoo! Oh, and if there's a chance of a walk of shame in your future, make sure you don't leave without your discreet, tiny little hoe bag. And yes, bitches, it is called a hoe bag. That's where the derogatory urban dictionary term hoe bag comes from because it's a bag that girls pack when they are preemptively planning for a one night stand or a hookup with a new guy. Bet you didn't know that one. Now let's talk hoe bag essentials. This is the official Girl Speaks Truth list of hoe bag essentials. A sexy, casually sexy, not a, not a mini skirt, y'all, but something casually sexy, carefully rolled up, change of clothes, so it's not all nasty and wrinkled, because I don't think your purse has room for a steamer. Um, fresh panties, I hate that word, travel toothbrush, makeup bag, Avi, that's going to be the biggest thing in your bag, and moisturizer, hello, skincare, anti-aging, it's the whole reason why you have a date in the first place is because you don't look like an 80-year-old woman. Now, what to wear? That is the question of every first date in every woman going on a first date's mind, okay? There's no such thing as a first date uniform, y'all. Just let's get that out of the way. Make that very clear. Everyone has their favorite outfit or what they feel best in, but you are going to literally have to style flex depending on the date, your personality, your phase, your time of the month, and the dude. Somewhat. Dude, last priority. Regardless, though, casual on a date isn't the same as casual in real life. Newsflash, you better not be throwing on a ratty old wrinkled t-shirt with a stain on it and jeans you haven't washed in a month and then going to meet the guy at a subway. Lord Jesus, please not. You can act like you don't care, but don't look like you could be a homeless person. There's a there's a very distinct line and make sure that you stay on the non-homeless side of it. The way you look always matters as we talk about image, hello, and anyone who says that it doesn't is a big, fat, fucking liar. A cool bitch needs to have an air of classy no matter what scenario she finds herself in, whether she's butt-ass naked in a public-ass bathroom, not sure why this would ever happen, but whatever, or if she's at a fancy gala with tuxedos and fine wine, okay? Just keep that in mind. reflection time, guys. There's no such thing at succeeding at dating or at a first date if you don't put in the effort. Minimum effort, maximum results, right? You have to actually give it a fair try. Now that you're physically and hopefully mentally as well ready for your date, you have to make sure you convey the right vibe during the actual date. You want to put out a good, happy-go-lucky kind of cool girl vibe, and hopefully you'll get that right back, or at least you have a better chance than if you put out, put out the jealous, insecure, mental psycho vibe, and the man will either run the fuck away from you or start mimicking, acting the same way back, whether he actually is a psycho or not. It's like a mirror, y'all. You guys should be familiar with mirrors because you spend a lot of time looking in them. Am I right? You need to make yourself the mirror master. Say that 20 times fast. Mirror, mirror on the wall. You, bitch. You are the fairest, flyest, whatever you want to say, beautifulest thing of them all. Your date is going to mirror your mood. Got it? Side note. 
make sure you don't start to mirror his crabby ass mood if he's the one giving off negative vibes. You're better than that, okay? Okay. Act the way that you want them, your date, to act. Just the girl, feminine, stylish, cool version, obviously. If you act nervous or cold, they're going to act the same way back, most likely. Side note here, guys, before we move on, even though I'm advising you to not act calculating and to act cheerful and cool, doesn't mean that you shouldn't be calculating on the inside. Just hide that little tiny factor from your date. Wink. Now, let's talk, change, change it up a little bit once again and talk about things that you shouldn't say or do on a first date, ever. From both a girl and guy's standpoint, neither sex should be doing any of these things if you want it to be successful and potentially get laid or have a second date. All right. Thank you. Okay. Things you shouldn't say or do on a first date ever. Number one, don't talk about past relationships and ex-boyfriends, period. If you're a fan of long, awkward pauses and silences, Feel free to fill your date in about how you dated dudes who have tried to kill you while on vacation this one time or used to watch you sleep at night whenever they were tracking your every move. Better yet, talk about how you still miss your one first true love. Oh gosh darn it, I'm never going to have another chance. No one ever wants to hear about what the fuck you did back in the day with your exes. Even if they say, no, I'm not the jealous type or no, I don't, I don't mind if you talk about your past relationships. Don't fall for it. Those lines are complete and total bullshit. And even if they mean it in the moment, in the long run, they don't. That's why you're single. Hello. You need to start your next goddamn chapter in life and stop dwelling on shit that happened to you in past relationships. Don't be a jackass. Easy. Steer clear of your troubled past so that your present, looking you in the face across the dinner table, doesn't leave your ass single and alone. Forever. Number two, snap a picture of your date for the baby generator app on your iPhone so that you can see what the two of your babies would look like. Then hand him the phone screen and show him the bundles of joy and tell him that their names are going to be Diana and Sam and that you've already started buying clothes right now for them just now on Amazon Prime. I clicked a button and I ordered a onesie. And that missionary is the best position for conception. And I ovulate on the 3rd and the 28th of every month. And I'd really like to have a natural birth if possible. I don't give a shit how hot you are or how desperate he is. Or even if he's 75 and desperately dying for a child before he kicks the can. You'll lose him 9 times out of 10 at Diana and Sam. If not before. How many times have we been over this? Number three on our list of things not to do on a first date is crucial. Do not get wasted drunk, ladies. Sure, it always seems like a great idea at first. Calms your nerves, makes you more outgoing and interesting, or so you think. Gets a better flow of the conversation juices going. Ugh, I hate that phrase. But the chances that you'll drink too much and either vomit on your date, do something totally embarrassing, or, I don't know, completely fuck up in every way possible, are way too high. I'm all for drinking and fucking. It's that magical, joyous combo that makes you throw inhibitions out the window and makes you think that you're a freaking porn star, or at least 
You think that you don't actually become one. Newsflash. Um, but one drink too many, you cross that line, and it can have the exact opposite effect. You end up in a drunken, somewhat coma-like state, laying there and letting him pump chomp away while you're essentially a coma patient due to alcohol poisoning. Dead fish syndrome, if you will. Nobody likes a dead fish lay. That should be a trending hashtag, y'all. Not even a paraplegic, okay? Or a virgin. Drinking too much is dangerous territory, especially on a first date, and it shouldn't be a line that's crossed until at least date number three or four, if it gets that far. At which point, you've probably already had at least one dece fuck, and you like each other enough to get past a bad one without too much skin off either of your necks or members. Risk crossing that line to drunken debauchery on day number one, date number one, date, not day, whatever, day number one, same thing, and you may never get a chance at that date number two, whether you want to or not, okay? Sure, dudes always dig a drunk girl who wants to give them a BJ in the Uber ride on the way home and open to anal, I'm open to anal all of a sudden because you're wasted and don't know what you're saying, but throwing up on his dick because you had too many shots of Jägermeister and all of a sudden think that you don't have a gag reflex anymore or risking entrance to hole number dos when you're too drunk to remember that you just ate Mexican food for lunch and haven't passed the torchies tacos, if you know what I mean. Those are two oopsies that are kind of hard to bounce back from. Just saying. Proceed with caution. Okay? Number four. This one's hopefully a given, ladies and gentlemen, to any humans. But do not, I repeat, do not chew with your mouth open. Ever. But especially when you're on your best behavior on a first date. That shit is beyond annoying and repulsive. If I wanted to see your food in 3D, I could go to a movie theater for that. Lame glasses and all. Plus, it makes you look like a fucking goat. Bah, chomp, 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 go, Disgusting. And you wonder why you're single. I, you don't need a rocket science, scientist or a psych, psych, psychotherapist analysis for that one, ladies and gents. Do that shit around me, and I will literally come around the table, slap the living bejesus out of you, eat your plate of food, order dessert to go, then make you pay for the bill, and then some, and the Uber. Fuckers, don't chew with your mouth open. Number five on our list of things not to ever do on a first date is don't make poor attempts at humor because you're not actually funny or you're too nervous to be funny by commenting and on making up basically a weird phrase comment side comment that you kind of think is funny and maybe could be funny in the right setting, but it definitely isn't in this setting. For instance, maybe you comment on how good the place that you're driving by would be if you needed to hide a dead body. Let's be honest, that shit might sound like a funny joke to you inside your head, but not to the person that you barely know sitting beside you in a closed-in vehicle. Humor is awesome until you talk about killing someone. Be cool, sure. Be funny, by all means. Don't talk about sick, twisted attempts at humor and make it weird, okay? Weirdo. Number six on our list is don't agree to go to lame-ass places like 
I don't know, Starbucks or swing dancing for a first date, unless you're into that certain kind of type of thing for entertainment, which in that case, well, you're on your own, bud. Doing some weird shit like this, not Starbucks. Starbucks is a one-up. That's just like a boring necessity. Swing dancing is some weird shit outside of the norm that's going to make you look like a weirdo and seem like a weirdo when you're retelling your first date story to all your friends. And honestly, you're just setting yourself up for failure because we both know that you would not be into a dude that chooses swinging his partner round and round for a first encounter or ever, really. It's a slippery slope, and next thing you know, you're into shit like renaissance fairs and masturbating to Charlie Chaplin black and white silent movies. Sure, swing dancing might be cool, I guess, to some people, but this is fucking 2019. You need to chill the fuck out with that shit and stop making 98% of people who hear that you did this think that you're having some kind of a seizure or a brain tumor because you agreed to go to it in the first place. Same goes for laser tag, or a Shakespearean play, Elizabethan play, or a World of Warcraft, cosplay, cosplay, however you say that type event. Capiche? Number seven on our list of things not to do on a first date. Unless you have a normal pleasing laugh, like myself, (laughs) don't laugh. Confused? Insulted? Angry? Gemma, you're being a bitch. I can laugh if I want to. Don't be. Don't laugh. Here's the reality. If you laugh like a goddamn hyena or something that is so godforsakenly awful that makes strangers typically look over and look like they want to shank you whenever you laugh in public places, then maybe contain that shit in for now, at least for the first date. You have your whole rest of your lives ahead, right? To laugh as hyena-like and as long as you want. Because if you laugh weird, like a retarded monkey or something on your first date, which you know, that's your typical laugh. Hey, whatever. But if you make that clear on your first date, chances are that you're going to lose some of your appeal and maybe even give him the hopefully wrong glimpse into what you sound like in the sack. You're not setting the bar high, let me tell you. Not very high. And chances are, odds are pretty high that you're going to sound like shit in the bed if you laugh like a fucking hyena. So just be warned. Don't say I didn't tell you. And if you do laugh when you have a weirdo fucked up laugh and you know it, but you do it anyways, you're giving your just let yourself know that you're giving your date an easy out to end the night early and say, you know what? Uh, This isn't working out. I got to go. I got to go because they will say that. And number eight on our list, number final eight, don't be one-up Susan. You know exactly what I'm talking about. One of the worst things possible you can do in life, but especially on a date, is try to top every fucking story that your date's telling every time. Do it once, okay, fine. Do it twice, okay, Do that shit all night long, and a few things will be guaranteed to happen, all in the same funnel of category. Number one, you're not going to get laid. Number two, you're not going to get a second date. Number three, you're donezo. Number four, bye, Felicia. Let a motherfucker have the moment, okay? Realize that you aren't the only cool chick on the block. Oh my god, I'm so cool. Asshole. 
If I say I went skydiving, I don't need to hear that you went skydiving but flew a car out of a goddamn plane, then jumped out of the car into the motherfucking sky afterwards, sailing through the air, and sprouted wings and turned into the Greek god Hermes. Whatever. Sure, that sounds real cool and all, but hey, I'm telling my story. In reality, it just makes you sound like a fucking douche. Got it? Got it. Next on our list of dating do's and don'ts for first dates is the fact that late is not good for first dates, or periods for that matter, and that timing is a thing in more ways than one. As a woman, you know that more often than not, you probably tend to be a little bit on the late side. For the most part, women get a hall pass in that category. Because you can typically show up like 10 to 15 minutes late and get away with it. However, a man must never be late, especially to a date and a first date at that. If a man is more than 10 to 15 minutes max late, he's a dick, bottom line. If he's more than half an hour late, he's probably a sociopath or toxic in every single capacity. Seeping out of every pore of his being is toxic, bad, dangerous vibes. Avoid him at all costs. Don't wait on late men. End of story. Done. Next. Deal breaker. In regards to also timing, you need to have a time to plan before the date and a time during the date to get your bearings to make sure that you always have that have a nice life express train outbound plan. I don't know why I'm talking like a Chicago or a Midwestern outbound plan at all times. Typically, you want to be able to vanish into thin air like a time machine if the guy reveals himself to be a total jack wagon. I know some women, including some of my friends, who think that let's meet their dates are too impersonal. Not the case, my friends. On a first date, I think you need to meet the dude at the place of the event for that date because you need to have your ride handy to split if shit goes south. And then you need to have a backup plan for your getaway plan and a backup for that plan as well, just to be safe. Like Liam Neeson, channel him and Taken, you need to have 10 different exit plans planned out at all times, okay? You don't ever want to be left with your dick in the wind when your date turns out to be a total asshole pig. You always need an opt-out. Moral of the story here, folks, is don't let him pick you up and make sure that if he's late, you bounce. The end. Okay, moving right along to good first date settings. What is the worst, dumbest thing that you could ever agree to do on a first date? Besides Starbucks or swing dancing lessons, obviously. It happens, unfortunately, way too often in the dating world, but you need to resist, rise above it, and say no. I'm referring, of course, to the classic dinner and a movie on a first date scenario. You don't need to go get ignored by a guy on a first date and outshone on the big screen by Cameron fucking Diaz slash Megan Fox, whoever, shaking their little skinny ass big titties all over the damn theater screen. If a guy asks you to a movie for a first date, he gets strike one in the asshole category. Speaking of categories, there are typically three different columns that most guys fall into. One, the asses, two, the assholes, 
and three, the ass holders. Pretty self-explanatory, but I like to talk, so I'll detail it out just a little bit for you guys. The answers are one, the asshole, the at, we'll start with the asses. The asses are silly, goofy, somewhat Stevo types who just don't know any better, but they can typically be worked with and potentially improved upon with the right teacher. Your assholes are pretty much hopeless and are never going to change. They need to go. Drop them like a bad habit. The assholders aren't really guys that you want to date because you're not really into them and you may not even really want to be seen outside the house or inside the house with them for that matter. Moving on. If you think dinner and a movie makes a great first date, you're half right, half wrong. Dinner is fine, but in a movie, you can't talk, you can't be seduced, or the seducee, if you know what I mean. The only thing that happens on movie theater dates is wondering if the guy is going to take his hand and put it on yours or put it somewhere for crying out loud. Movie first dates and hand-holding belong back in elementary or junior high or whatever, when your crush barely had the wherewithal to string together a sentence or a syllable or two in your presence. If you want to go make out in a dark area, make out in a doorway, preferably your own, or make out in a car, not an Uber, or in a hotel room if you want. Not movie theaters. Leave that for the freaking kindergartners, okay? On a first date, you guys, you need to actually be trying to get to know this person. Remember when I said you need to actually give it a go, give it your all, give it a good hoot and dry? Wait till like the six month span and after when your sweet little honeymoon phase is over, you know them a little bit too well, and then you can go to a movie and sit peacefully and silently in the dark with them. Okay, so who should pay if you're on a first date? If you pay, they don't play, basically. You shouldn't really even be asking the question of who pays on a first date. It's pretty simple, ladies. The man. End of story. Jesus forgives you for your feminist sins. Dates and first dates aren't about a power struggle or some glass ceiling, folks. It's about him showing you that he's the man. If you ever have to break out your wallet on a first date, you have a problem. Houston, we have a motherfucking problem. On a first date, you should never, ever utter the question, what's my part of the bill? Okay? He pays. He maybe gets to play at some point. You pay. Papa no play, honey. Fair enough in my book. A man who lets a woman even do a 50-50 split during a first date is not okay in any capacity, you guys, at all. That's just not how it works. I'm sorry. It, you, He should go ahead and keep his little dicky in his pants all night long and for the foreseeable future because pain is a sign of respect to the lady. It's a sign that this interaction isn't just about being friends and friendship. Friends split checks. Put that on a t-shirt, y'all, because it's true. Neighbors split checks. Potential lovers shell out the daddy war box for the women that they want to bang slash eventually love potentially, okay? There are some quote-unquote sex old-fashioned rules 
that will always make sense and should be followed. This is one of them. I don't give a shit if you're a millionaireess and he's a butler, okay? If he's a real man, he'll know it's his place to pay on the first date. And yes, this includes all cost of the night, including taking care of the tip or the valet or the freaking tolls on the freaking toll booth road on the way out there or back if you weren't smart enough to drive your own ride there in the first place like I advised you. You don't take care of any of that shit. Never, ever, ever, never, ever reach for your wallet or money on a first date because it may as well be in Lost and Found or fucking Timbuktu for all I care. The only time you ever pay for anything on a first date is if you're calling an Uber to stage a getaway. Now, don't take this too far and start acting like a bitch about the whole situation and acting like he's your chauffeur or a personal butler or something. Don't get all chichi and go to some bougie-ass place. Just have a dinner date with a guy. Let him plunk down the money for whatever the total for all the shit that you eat and drink while you're at the dinner. And let, just let him pay for what he knows that he's going to be paying for in terms of dinner and be done with it. Also, to clarify after the first date, this rule of paying can loosen up a little bit. You pay, he pays, he pays, you pay, he pays, he pays, you pay, you pay, he pays, back and forth, okay? Figure out what works. It doesn't matter as long as everyone is happy and smiling and eating food at the end of every day. Who cares who gets out the credit card unless you're the broke-ass motherfucker. And one more thing, ladies, just because a guy pays for a meal doesn't mean that you should feel obliged in any way to offer up your pussy as a dessert. If he acts like this is some kind of expected trade-off, then you need to tell him and lay down the law that your vagina is a little bit more pricey than a chicken breast cutlet from Kroger's frozen food section. Okay? Fuck your fur baby will always be better than a guy. Basically, to sum up everything we've been talking about, it doesn't matter because first dates, third dates, 280th dates, you need to know that man's best friend is a hell of a lot better than man himself. Always will be, no matter what date you're on, no what date number you're on. Why are dogs better than men, you ask? many reasons. You know them all. For one, dogs are loyal. Men, it's hit or miss. Dogs don't leave you for a younger version of you when you start to get old. Men do. Dogs don't give a fuck about how big your tits are or how small your waistline is. Men put a shitload of stock in both. Dogs don't like new strange pussy roaming their neighborhood. Men live and die for that shit. Obviously, the list can go on and on, but you get my point, hopefully. Basically, dogs rule, boys drool, fact, the end, game over. So that does it for this episode on dating and first dates and horrible stories. Hope you learned something or were entertained or some kind of something because this girl is just speaking the truth and hoping that you can cope and apply it to your real life if needed. 
later. Peace out, bitches. As usual, hit me up on Insta, Facebook, whatever, at Girl Speaks Truth on Anchor. Send me a voice message. Feedback is always welcome. I love it, whether it's good or bad. No publicity is bad publicity. Later, bitches. Goodbye to the haters. I ain't got time to save you while you're running your mouth. She getting paper. Till next time, we gon' see you later. Three rules. Don't be a floozy. Don't act broke. Don't look busted. Now you getting what you want. You the cool girl and they all disgusted. Girl speaks truth with Jim Stone. <laughs>